0: I'm glad I'm not sitting sitting here by myself. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. me too. That would be a bad sign. Or, but we should just tell our viewers that you've got uh, an internet connection issue. So if you suddenly freeze or drop, it's not because you're unhappy with the way our conversation is going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen.
1: Yeah. Never.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think everybody can relate to internet problems. So I'm, I'm not even worried about it.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, worst case scenario, you can just come back in, try your phone or something, and we'll let you back into the show. I'll just text you my comments. (laughs) There you go. That could work, too. That could be an interesting new way to do the show. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do our podcast by text. I love it. There you go. Why not? (laughs) Tell us about our show today and who our guest is.
0: So we have a guest today, Ray Ann Louise, and she's going to be talking to us about um, our outlook. And how sometimes changing our outlook can actually change everything. Hmm. And um, I know that you have personal experience with this. I think probably most of us do. Um, But she's going to give us some uh, concrete uh, information on what we can do to, to have
1: a better outlook on whatever it is, you know, we're dealing with. Have you had a, a change in your outlook recently on something? Um, well, you know, COVID
0: was definitely a situation where I had to make a decision if I was going to make the most of it or not. And yeah. I, mean, I think I decided to make the most of it, like like you did. And yeah. most people that I can talk to um, decided to do that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, how about you?
1: Probably definitely COVID, for sure. And then I would say... Um... I'm in a place now where I have to figure out how to make the most of uh, menopause because I'm really tired of it.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You
1: also,
0: also, when you went
1: through your divorce, you definitely... Oh gosh. Oh yeah, that was huge. That was huge. I mean, I think we all have phases, right? Like loss of a parent, um, grieving the death of someone close to you. I mean, we have all these major lifestyles, life changes that we all share and have in common but have a very personal experience with and you know there's happy ones like starting my business that's been a magnificent uplift in my life um and so there's like these unique ones too and i'm really hoping with ray and that we can help some of our viewers discover those today
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's bring
1: mm-hmm.
0: her up. Let's all right let's bring
1: her questions Hey, Ray Ann. Hello oh, ladies. <laughs> having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for, for um spending your Saturday with us. No, 8 a.m. over here. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday morning. You'll get to inspire a bunch of women today and they're gonna go off in their day and make the most of it.
2: I yeah. hope so. Absolutely. It was quite interesting what you were saying about, you know, the menopause and empty nesting, even and all of these changes. And, you know, when you say you're tired of it, you know, um, first of all, let me say one thing that I say, because I, I get tired of it, too. And I get okay. tired of, the, you know, the the ho-hum of life sometimes and the routines and the, you know, and what I say instead of saying tired, I just say I'm, I'm tuned in. I'm turned on and you know, so um, that's what mm-hmm. I that's one way to shift your perceptions to change I like the-
0: that. Yeah. So, yeah. you're not letting it run you down. You're you're acknowledging that you're
2: you're ready to, to make a change. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we are tired and we are tired of, you know, we're tired of COVID. We're tired of a lot of things in our life. Um, but that's that actually is a key to recognizing, you know what? I am tired of this. So what can I do to make a a change and and shift it and how I want to direct it instead of having the circumstance control me? So, I mean, we're only human. So we're going to have these, obviously, you know, we have to be realistic. But at the same time, yeah, if there is a situation, again, just by changing the language, you know, remember your mom always used to say, "Maybe you know, watch your language." I know my mom did. You know, and so I kind of use that almost as a tool now. It's like, watch your language. Oh, okay. What am I saying to myself? Am I disempowering or using empowering thoughts and words? So just by being tired, it's like, no, you know, because I do the same thing. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm I'm gonna be, I'm you know, tuned in. I'm turned on. I'm you know, I'm terrific. And you just gotta, you know, fake it kind of, but. The subconscious doesn't know if it's real or not. Right.
0: So, so what are some of the some of the other words? What's some of the, the language that um, you would say needs to be confronted when you go through this?
2: Um, so, for instance, Jenny, I mean, I went through a, or Sharon, rather I went through a divorce as well. And I mean, it was nasty and you start to really, you can lose your confidence, your self-esteem, depending on, you know, the circumstances, like you said, we all go through personal things. So sometimes it's a matter of saying, no, I, you know, if you think, oh, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful. He left me for somebody younger or that, you know, so it's a matter of recognizing, no, those are lies. That's not the truth. The truth is I am lovable. Somebody loves me. Uh, I love myself, and so it's just a matter of. Or I'm not pretty enough. No, I am beautiful. You know, I am enough. So it's you know, you you have these paradigms, if you will, that are built in. They're like a programming, Sharon, programming system in our mind that we get through our own, you know, maybe our ancestors or our parents or any childhood things that we've been influenced by, and we're programmed into our mind and we don't really know the difference until we can sort of step out of the frame and think hmm is that really true so getting back Jenny it's it's a matter of looking at these the thought patterns that we have and going that's that's not me that's not the way it is you know so it, it's stopping that and it's like i'll never make enough money or i'll never be able to get that promotion so again, it's recognizing, what am I telling myself? I'll never be able to, mm-hmm. no, you, you stop that, you know? And, and like I was saying earlier, we have these three magic words. We can say up until now, you know, maybe up until now, that was the truth that I could only make a certain amount of money up until now, but now things are different. I choose to be different. So it's a matter of setting your sights on who you want to be or do or have or create and you set your sights on that. And then you think, who do I need to become? So we all start off with, um, for instance, a, a to-do list. You know, our to-do lists are, you know, as women, I mean, they're miles long. And But instead of starting with your to-do list in the morning, start with a to-be list. Mm. Who do I need to be? So if I need to become this woman, now this does not happen overnight. I mean, obviously, um, it takes a while because again, we're programmed to do things a certain way. I mean, we brush our teeth a certain way we, you know, eat breakfast, you know, we have certain patterns and routines, and that can be part of the whole hum as well in life. But we have these certain way of doing things and the habits, which are again, part of the, you know, the paradigms, the the beliefs that we do, we just do things a certain way. So we have to, Work on changing those things. And by, again, changing your mindset, um, being aware. I say awareness is key. That can be, you know, really instrumental. in. in, And it's just those subtle shifts, you know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, just changing one thought, you know, pick one area in your life that you want to change and just work on that.
0: I love love the idea of saying um, it used to be this way, you know, but,
2: you know, up until now, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, think about, And you know what, it's funny, because I was thinking about this. And, um, you know, your American Thanksgiving is coming up, we just had Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up. And think about the traditions that we have, you know, in our families. And, you know, you make the turkey the same way or you present, you know, you've got the same vegetables, the same. And you go, why? Why do we do that? Oh, because that's the way it's always been done it's always been done that way from generation to generation to generation. It's just been done that way. So we don't even think twice about it. It's just because it's been done. So now what happens when you start to change and think, but that doesn't like in your own life now. So now you think, well, I don't want to do that anymore. My mom might've done that. Like, I mean, I have a, you know, my daughter's 27 and I mean, she's opened my eyes up to a lot of things. Um, you know, the way I raised her, the way my mom raised her, like, or raised me, I can see all of these patterns. And it's like, oh, you know, we don't we say we don't want to sometimes be like our parents. But really, there's a lot of there is a lot of continuity that goes throughout with our parents. And again, it's generations, you know, my grandmother raised my mom that way, my mom, you know, so again, it's like, no, um, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. So, again, it's just really recognizing. And if you have a desire to change again, it's not like going all in and changing everything all at once, because that's not you're not going to have lasting change. You're going to get frustrated. And that's what happens. We end up sort of giving up as well because we don't get that instant change that we all want right away. There's no quick fixes anymore. It didn't take you. How long did it take you to get to this place where you're at? that's how I look at it. And then also ask yourself, what's it costing you to stay there? So, um, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: um, Tell us how much time it takes to change at our age. We, we can identify up until now I've done X, Y, Z, but now I want to do one, two, three. And if you're just starting with one thing, like how much time should you give yourself? Like, how do you even start that?
2: You start it by recognizing that you really want to make a change. I mean, you either change from within. So maybe it's something within you that, you know what, I really need to make this change for myself to become a better person. To um, Maybe you want to get in shape, for instance, because maybe you've got grown kids and now they're having grandchildren and now you want to be in better shape to keep up with the grandchildren. So there's, there's um, a desire there, but there's also when you attach a why to it. So it's just not like making a wish, oh, I wish I could, you know, lose 20 pounds. So I, you know, no, you have a reason as well. So mm-hmm. I want to keep up with. So you have that why, which will kind of fuel your will to keep going through. Um, it's, it's recognizing where you're at and what you want. So to make a change, it's, Sharon, it's, it's, this is, this is life work. Sorry, you know, but it's, it's. <laughs> But you know what is the beauty of it? Like I had a breakdown in, and this is where I sort of got to this point in 2018, Mother's Day weekend, had a breakdown, shut down for a couple of weeks. And, you know, it was, it actually led to my breakthrough and to becoming coming doing what I'm doing now. So to answer your question, I mean, I transformed my life literally within about three months. I mean, oh, wow. oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, because I made that decision I was the only one that could live my life. No one could live it for me. And up until that point, it was always like I relied on my man because or my husband, um, because that's how I was raised. You know, your husband's head of the house and, you know, he's a breadwinner and all of these things. And you come second, kind of, so to speak. Again, that's how I was raised. So I think, and I had so many issues at that point as well. So it was just a matter of, for me, it was a life or death because I did not want, I lost a couple of weeks of my life just by completely shutting down and living in oblivion. So I didn't, I never wanted to get to that place again. So that it was something that happened. It was an experience. So maybe it was like a divorce, you know, as well for you. And it's like, or COVID even for a lot of women, it's like, wow, you know, I never wanted, I I've got so many things that I want to do. Like I've been stifled, you know, because you're stuck so now it's like release that there is no to me it's a daily if you can make a shift every day just keep working on one thing every day Mm -hmm. that's you're gonna see change
1: Uh, it's inevitable right but it is pull yourself out of that though like there must have been like was there like some moments that just that you knew like uh, you had your aha moment during that moment during that time that you out of the darkness?
2: Um, it was when I realized that
1: I, I had to
2: live for myself. Mm-hmm. No one could do it for me. It was realizing that I had lost actually a couple weeks of my life. Okay. So that was that. And that's what I say. So it may sound dramatic for some people and that's fine. But for me, it really did become a life or death. And I knew I always knew I wanted to do more. And I always say living someone else's dream becomes your nightmare. So for me, I was living according to other people's expectations and desires, you know, doing things that they worked, but they weren't what really was honoring my truth of what I wanted to do. Right. And, um, and so that's what happens. So it's like all of a sudden something changes, you know, from the outside you know, like a, a divorce, for instance, that can, you know, affect you or something changes within and you have that trigger. So that was really, that was my defining moment. And I went on a search and, you know, found this program and, you know, invested and that was it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's why I teach women and guide women through now, you know, because I don't want to see, I've never wanted to see any women go through, you know, what I went through or to feel you know, um, insignificant because I felt that way. So Mm -hmm. I I don't want women to do that.
0: You know, there's a scene you guys have probably seen groundhog day, right? You know, yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites, but, um, there's a scene in that movie that I just love. And it's when Bill, Bill Murray's driving that car around town, like a maniac. And he says, (laughs) I'm not going to live by their rules anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, I just, I just love that scene because I've had that kind of um, realization many times in my life. Like I'm not going to
2: do it their way
0: anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. And how liberating, but look at you light up when you say that because, and that's a trigger. Like, for me, you have to, when we start to go into that little spiral, and again, it's it's recognizing that you have to be tuned into yourself enough to recognize when you are going, you know, spiraling down, because we have life is, you know, coming at us in all sorts of different directions. And so when you recognize that, you have to have a cue. So even if you had a picture of the groundhog, you know, and okay. it's like, no, really, you know, just as a reminder, like, oh, okay, wait a minute. No, I, I choose to do that. And like I say, for me, the only way out was through rose-colored glasses. Well, I mean, there's a whole story behind that. But rose-colored glasses, when I was going through uh, my first marriage, and it was, you know, difficult and um, for me to try, and that was back in the 90s, and to try to process things, you know, it was a verbally abusive and emotionally abusive relationship. I didn't believe in divorce at that point, and you didn't want to. And I had to work and find ways to, you know, get through this. So the only way out was I literally putting on these rose-colored glasses. It sounds silly, but pink is my favorite color. So I started, you know, I just grabbed a pair of glasses one day. And it's like, oh, you know, I think I things look better. You know, things look rosier. And, you know, it was my mindset, obviously. But that's where the change happens as well. It's in your mind. So the more I wore these and you know, again, I I pretended or it felt better. So it didn't matter whether it was real or not. I just felt better. Things looked better. And I was able to look at things through a lens of compassion. I was, uh, it it just, I I looked at my, my former husband then and looked at him differently. You know, it didn't change things, but again, he wasn't going to change I had to be the one to change and to try to make things better. So again, that was just choosing you know, to see things differently. And, and that's really, um, I heard you say in one of your, uh, another podcast that things happen accidentally. And um, so for me, that was kind of an, it was an accident how that kind of happened, but it's really served me now in, in by looking at things differently, it it gives you like a new energy and um, it's more vibrant and insightful and inspiring just to look at things differently. You can see the glass half empty or half full
1: Mm -hmm. Choice, right? Yeah. The lens of compassion reminds me of what I often read is um, would you, what would you tell your best friend if she was in the same same position that you were in like you would have so much compassion for her and you would you would be sharing that lens of compassion with her to help her see things a bit differently and so turning that lens of compassion back on yourself I think is is a huge thing women have such a hard time doing yeah yeah why is that and that's we got to be-, be strong you know we got to be resilient we got to be like all the things to everybody and we got to offer compassion yeah. to everybody else and i think we get out of practice of doing that with ourselves you know but and- i don't i don't think our culture is very compassionate towards women so oh yeah that's part of it too yeah
0: um, but What's one thing someone can do today to start to see things differently? Because you mentioned that you, you were, you know, that's what happened to you. You started to see things differently. What if that doesn't come easily to somebody? What
2: can they do? It's, it's really, again, it comes down to you can recognize Take an in inventory of your life again, and just pick one area. Maybe it's relationships, your health and well-being. Maybe it's your career. Um, maybe it's your time and money. Whatever it is, um, pick one area, and just kind of do a deep dive. And um, what would I love in this area? Like, and and just think about what would I love. Lots of times we can't even answer that question because we're trained almost not to, and we haven't focused on ourselves. We've given up on our dreams, right? They've been stuffed away for so long. So what would I love? And then start to look, okay, it's, if I want something different, what would that look like? So you can start to recognize in one area, recognize, I want something more in that area. So if I want to make a change, how am I going to do that again? Who am I going to have to become to do that? What does that woman look like? How does she show up? So recognize something and I look at it this way, try an experiment for like 30 days. If you're right-handed and you go and brush your teeth, you use your right hand, right? And you brush your teeth and you don't even think about it. And now if you were to flip the switch and start, I'm going to brush my teeth with my left hand. So already you're going to recognize, I'm going to make this decision to change. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be weird. You're also going to probably forget a lot of times because where the habit is to do this so once you release that idea as well oh right i'm not doing with my right hand now i'm doing it this way then we're going to start to reprogram our minds so same thing it's so basically if you recognize release and reprogram you recognize the change you want program okay so you recognize what you want to do um it's not going to happen overnight except that but just recognize that every day and every way i'm going to make one little tiny shift and celebrate that. Write that down. Like, because we're going to forget, we always remember all the losses or all the things I should have done, could have done, you know, and we never really celebrate those small little wins, but those wins will take you to the finish line. Right? So recognize that, release all those limiting beliefs, release all those um, things that those thoughts, you know, again, disempowering or empowering thoughts, release those and reprogram. You know, it's just a matter of just training ourselves. That's all it is. You know, if you want to run a marathon, you got to start training, put the shoes on. The, woo! I did it right. I tied up the laces. That's it. Whether
1: that's all for the day,
2: you did it right. Have you
1: ever done like a ceremony with that? Because that sounds like almost like a ceremony to me, like a ceremony women in midlife could have together and share. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, we should talk about that, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, but that is it's so empowering when we all come together and celebrate. Like we've got our stories. I mean, we're all basically the same, you know, women. We have different stories. And I think you were alluding to that even earlier, Sharon. And and that's where it's just a matter of all coming together and mm-hmm. celebrating and um embracing each other and our journeys because we all want to be loved, seen, heard, respected, you know, but sometimes it's just doing it on our own. And that's exhausting. And that's why I'm right? yeah. mm-hmm. this platform is beautiful for that, you know, we can connect and inspire each other and, you know, cheer each other on. So that oh, yeah, it's cool. much easier
1: for me to do that than it is to do it for myself. Yeah. Um,
2: but that's where we have each other right to do it, you know, you've got, and that's, that's also key um, is to surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed. Because some people don't want to, um, some women, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, they might be jealous or, hey, right, I don't want to see you go to the gym and get in better shape because then you're not going to be sitting with me on a Friday night eating, you know, potato chips, you know. So you have to surround yourself with the people who are also going to inspire you to change and to stick with you. And that's really, you know, having those, you know, partners and believing that, yes, you can Mm -hmm. do this
1: because we're going to –
2: there's going to be days when we're thinking – I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. Right. Yeah. And uh, you've got to have that person that can see, no, you can do this. You know, I believe in you. That's. Mm
1: -hmm. If there was to be a ceremony with a bunch of women, what would that look like to you?
2: (laughs) That's a good question. For me, I love water. So it would have to be on a beach somewhere. It would Mm -hmm. have, be um warm weather because I don't like cold weather. Yeah. So it would have to be like maybe Thailand or just like right. Um, right. Like just make it a way to actually get away. Yeah. And just celebrate. Yeah. Leave yeah. behind. And and really just take that time to um, you know, just I don't know,
1: just yeah. be on the beach. Just be on the beach. Just have fun. Um America, the island of woman in Mexico. That's where we all need to go. <laughs> Is that that's oh yeah, where I went there um, okay. after a big breakup with somebody many many years ago. Isla Okay, M'Hara. Tell me what was that? Isla Mujer. It's the island of women. Oh. You fly into Cancun and you take a ferry there. Okay, then you have a little cool. fling to get over your ex fiance Right. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I think that
2: sounds safe. That sounds. Fun. I'm writing that down. <laughs> yes, we should do that. I would love to do that. That yeah, would be? be fun. <laughs> and it's just again, it's just all about connecting. Doesn't matter where you are at whatever level or stage of life you're at. But
1: man, that's so cool. Yeah, mm, so
2: cool. Yeah. I love, mm, okay. See, I'm excited okay. now. See, I and it's
1: just can, we have a ceremony and we all fly down there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there needs to be a bonfire. That's oh yes, I agree. Yeah.
2: And then we light up to see that. And then we, you know, take whatever, you know, we can all of those limiting beliefs and things and we write them all out and then we throw them in the fire. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Gone. Yes. You know, beliefs, limited messages. Um, the art retreat that I was just on, we actually did an art project out of that where we, we wrote down all the messages that we heard growing up that still affect us, um, that we still hear and we covered it with black paint mm. and then we put down our new messages on top of that. Oh, um, wow. It was, I did not like it at first. I was like, I wrote down like three things and put it down on the thing where some woman had like 50 things. And we all approached the project and put our little personal spin on it. Um, and I just wanted to get it over with as soon as possible while other Mm -hmm. women were just like, yes, let me cover this up. Let me write down a new thing and cover that up. It was very cathartic to them. Wow. Wow. Why didn't
2: you like it?
1: What, what? Um, so cool. the the three things that I wrote down were like three painful things that have definitely very mm. much shaped my life, um, like the suicide of my sister, for example. And I just didn't want to linger in that space because I was I was already feeling really good mm. and didn't want to kind of do a back trip to things that right. things like that. I really wanted to be forward thinking and go back to collecting driftwood. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, did it did, when you finished though the project? Did you feel differently?
1: Oh yeah, I did. And I, and I have it cause like we had to write down new messages to ourselves, and I'm looking around my room cause I have it in here somewhere, but, um, but I, and then the, the idea is to keep going forward and keep adding new messages so that it's mm-hmm. an ongoing piece of art in your life. Um, cool. and yes. And that, I think that's reprogramming, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, you recognized yeah. it, you released it and then, yeah. then it's reprogramming. Exactly. And yeah.
2: there's, and that's it. There's and that's what I was saying earlier as well, Jenny. There's different cues. You know, whether you use Groundhog Day, rose-colored glasses. I just got a little rubber ducky now. You know, mm-hmm. as another little cue, I was at a a, a talk the other day, and um, she had all these rubber duckies out, and that was what you know she used, and it was like, okay, I kind of like that. I'll sit with the rubber ducky. You know, so it, it doesn't matter. It's it's whatever. Whether you even a light switch mm-hmm. in a room. You turn the light switch on and as a trigger, flip the switch, flip Mm -hmm. the switch on your thinking. You know, if you go into a doorway, pause. Okay. How am I thinking right now? How am I showing up when I enter this room, this space, how am I showing up? So there's all sorts of triggers and it's just a matter of picking one that works for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Art space—that's brilliant, you know, for that sort of way to reprogram in in that. So it's it's again, yeah. it's whatever space you're in. I love that. Yeah, it's
0: almost like um, I follow on Facebook some art journaling pages where um, it's mostly women, but men too, that create these art journals, and the pages are all about the messages they're trying to send back to themselves, mm. and they're really pretty. And I could see how you know, I don't do it, but I appreciate what they're doing. And I like to look at the art they're making and, and it, it's just so positive to see them um, take care of themselves through art.
1: Jenny, what message would you send back to yourself?
0: To my younger self or. Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's, a, there's more than one. Um, okay. I, I, I think just trust yourself. Trust yourself don't, and stop doubting. Don't, don't do
1: that. That's good. Right. Yeah. I think that's one that's earned though. You know, like you can hear it, you can share that compassion with your younger self, but it's like something I think like you have to earn um, mm-hmm. trusting yourself because you, so often women, especially as young, you know, you're taught not to trust your instincts, you know, mm-hmm. and also you're kind of young and stupid too, right? Like your, your brain is still forming and you do stupid things and you can't kind of learn not to trust yourself. And then you got to, do you grow from that? But I, mm-hmm. it's like trust. I think that's a really good one, but I think it's like, I think it's a really hard one. It's like, it's just like, um, I don't know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's that. Maybe that's just my take on it. Like, Rayon, what do you feel when you hear that one?
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and I think a lot of the times we don't trust ourselves because we're told how to do certain things. So we don't actually rely on our own selves, our own perceptions, our own <laughs> intuition. Um, so I think when we actually tap into our intuition, tap into knowing ourselves, um, staying truthful, to our core values and beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's when I think you can trust yourself. And, and that's when you can put up the barrier and say, no, you know, that I'm not going to compromise. Yeah. And so I think, because even when you think about going to school, like clouds are blue, the grass is green. When you think outside the box, it's like, no, no, no. You have to come back into the box. This is how we do it again. This is how it's always been. This is how, this is the way it's always been done. So we have to do it that way right? It's a status quo. We just do it this way because it's always been done. Don't change it. And that limits our thinking as well. So um, I think, so we don't trust ourselves because we're afraid of making a mistake Mm -hmm. or stepping outside the box. We're afraid of being judged. So we stay in that little box. So tap into what matters to you. And I think a, a lot of that,
0: I think those are sometimes generational problems. I, I don't see, I don't see the younger generation having as many of those hangups. And mm. I kind of like being yeah. around them for that reason is they're very empowering to be around. And when I'm, when I'm around them, I feel, I feel great. And, right. um, <laughs> and I'm so hopeful because I like them and they like themselves. And I'm, I'm learning about that.
1: Really. Yeah. I don't have these limiting beliefs, you know? But they do, I think, in
2: a way. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I see exactly what you're saying, because um, as I was sharing earlier, my daughter, like she's 27. So she really um, opens my eyes up to a lot of things, you know, in that age. And it, so I love that. And she says, Mom, I love the fact that you're open to learning these things, too. And so that's really good. And what I do love about, but she also has the issues, like I was saying earlier, because of how I raised her. You know, so she also has some of those things, but it's through being able to, we have a great relationship, we're best friends. So it's by being able to actually open up and share mom, Hey, because of this way, I'm this way, or, you know, and, and it's just, a you know, whole awareness thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, what I do love about like the millennials and don't, you know, the entitlement thing, I'm not going to go there, but seriously, the entire no, but what I do actually appreciate just what you were saying, Jenny, they feel that they're entitled to living a great life, being free to do that. And they do make choices. And that's what you were exactly saying. And that's where we can, as women in our midlife, like you were saying, we can pick up on that too and go, wow, look at them. Look what they're doing. They're not afraid. You know, they're just going for it. Mm-hmm. And that's something we can definitely learn from. Mm-hmm. Like they can learn from us too, right? I mean, you, we learn from each other and we just grow. And, and that's, you know, so again, women of all ages come into our island because it doesn't matter where you're at or what stage, right? And actually the younger, sometimes these women still, again, depends on your background, younger women, they're trying to find their way. You know, again, maybe they do have all of these hangups. Everyone has a different story. Right, yeah. but we're not our story, so we have to drop that. But again, it's it's we we have to sort of come into and being empowered. And so, who knows someone's journey? And again, it's compassion, right? Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: very much. I love that.
0: Well, what what would our homework be? We like to send our listeners off with homework, you know, for the week. Um, right, things, well, you know, tools, and
2: strategies, you know, that they can. That they can use Well let's call it life work because if you want to make a change it doesn't happen overnight you know and like Wayne Dyer says um, change the way you look at things and the way and the things that you look at change right so start by changing how you look at things are you glass half empty or half full kind of person you know rec- number one that's a that's a big one um, a silly thing you can do but just to s- sort of cement this in is if you walk into your room, Stand in the one far corner. Take a look and see what you see in the opposite corner. Write it all out. Go stand in the opposite corner and write out what you see in the other one. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're sort of saying, oh, my gosh, it's the same room, but I'm looking at things from a different angle. So that's it's it's a silly thing. But just to kind of cement like, you know what? This is actually really easy to do. I mean, it's simple enough. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah, so. We can easily change things. So again, it comes down to recognize, release, and reprogram. I, I would say that's the, the life work. Um, recognize one area in your life, just pick one thing. Um, release some of the limiting beliefs, the, the programming that we've had, and begin to reprogram. And allow yourself, give yourself permission to notice that you're going to make mistakes, that you're not going to be on top of it. But the more you work on this, like I'm just this is I mean, I've been doing this since 2018, like full on, you know, I mean, I've been always doing this since I was younger, but really getting into this and I can see things just really moving, you know, even more so. So again, it's life work. And the more you do it again, it's the more empowering you you get. So I would say that's true. It's, it's a life work. It's, it's mm-hmm. a daily
1: practice. Okay. I love the um, start out your morning not with a to do list but with a to be list. Um, mm-hmm. That's so key to me because um, I've actually been writing down notes also in the book where the, where I do all my to do things and I'm like mm-hmm. this is turning into a to be thing, not a to do thing. Um, so thank you very much for that. Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Perfect. Uh, I know that you work with women who are, um, you know, trying to. To, to do exactly what we've been talking about in this podcast. How if there's somebody out there listening, how can they get in touch with you if they want to explore this some more?
2: They can go to liveyourtrueyoucom forward slash work with me. And that's where um, you know, on Instagram as well, I'm at your True You. So yeah. it's it's all about living your true you right? Not someone else's. So I would love to empower women to, to, and walk with them along that journey. And yeah. uh, we can meet up and have a celebration on that Island of women.
1: <laughs> yes. <Right? laughs> uh, but we'll be sure to um, put your contact information into the show information um, after this, but Ryan, thank you so much for joining. It's yeah. been so uplifting to start my day with you and my weekend with you. I I very much appreciate uh, your presence in the world. And I have a feeling you're going to be doing great things for women.
2: Thank you Mm -hmm. so much. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. Thanks. I'm going to send you to
1: the back room and we'll meet you there in a minute. Sounds good. We are so lucky to meet so many beautiful people <laughs> on the show, aren't we? Like Rayanne, it's just like a huge ray of light.
0: Uh huh. Absolutely. No, no you're, you're right. Time.
1: It's a privilege for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, she so. just really made my day, and it's not even nine o'clock here. I don't think. What so. was your big takeaway? Uh, the recognize release and repro- reprogram. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. like that, and I loved your quote from. The Groundhog Day. I'm seriously thinking now. It just kind of popped into my mind about getting a tattoo of Bill Murray holding the <laughs> groundhog, and that would be my that would be my reminder when I get into a rut to like I'm not living by their rules anymore.
0: You know that that movie. It's it just has so many layers to it. You know because y- you know he 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 was a miserable person. You know, at the beginning, and he yeah. kept living the same day over and over again, being miserable. And it, it wasn't until he he actually did what Rayanne was talking about, which was looking at things differently. He looked at his day differently, and and ended up living it completely differently. You know, I mean, it's just it's a wonderful movie, but I think yeah. it, really, it 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 points to what we've just been talking about. Yeah. What's
1: your big takeaway besides that?
0: Um, I think one of the, one of them is surrounding yourself with the people that will support you when when you when you're kind of when you are doubting yourself and when you're trying to convince yourself maybe that. You can't do these things. You can't be what you want to be. And it's really, it's really about the community around you and making sure that, you know, they're going to help you through it and, 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 and revel in your
1: success. Yeah. That means you have to recognize you need help and ask for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, great show again. Any, um, do you have any ideas for another show coming up? Um, yeah, we're working on a few things, but as always, if, if any of the
0: listeners out there have ideas, please let us know. Cause you know, we want to,
2: yeah, know, ideas,
1: or if you want to come on and be a, be a guest and share things that have helped you in midlife, made you visible, help you cope with, um, anything that women are, our special age get to, um, encounter yeah. <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> yeah all right jenny well it was awesome talking with you um if you guys watching have any follow-up comments please put them um in the comment area and if you have something specific for ray ask her she'll be following up in the comments too but mm-hmm. otherwise have a wonderful week and peace out all right let's see if i can find our close out video here jenny i think i might have gotten rid of it so we might just have to oh outro video here's an oldie but goodie you ready yeah i'm excited (laughs)